When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I think my record, I, I forget. I always want to say it's 47, but I think it's 27 seconds to take this thing. It's so easy to set up and take down. Um, it. It's so nice with the screens now and how it comes with workouts and things for the players to do. Um, you, you will not be disappointed in it. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400. You said it right. I, I went to them and I said, I got to take care of my people. Uh, $350 is not enough. You mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off your next purchase. So go over and check it out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows me to put this podcast out every day. It's what allows me to put all the free resources and things I do out into the world. It pays the bills. So go over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is everything that you need. You get my email address. You're able to contact me. You're able to jump in our office hours. You're able to find anything. If we don't have it, we'll find it for you along with a 14-day free trial. So go over and check that out. Also, we'd love if you love these podcasts. Um, we'd love you if you went over and checked out High School Hoops or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. We'd love if you go check those out. We'd also love if you left a five-star review. All right, let's head off to the pod. Let's head off. Bye. One. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Coach Scott, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself and kind of tell your basketball journey. We were just talking. I know you're from Kansas. We were just talking about snow before we came on the air, but um, if you could just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, what you're doing now, how you came about doing this, people are always, uh, I find it interesting to find, to know someone's journey before, um, before they, before they became a coach and stuff like that. I was reading, I was reading about, uh, coach Cheney. I'm going to date this a little bit, but coach Cheney, the former temple coach just recently died. And I was reading about kind of his 
how his journey kind of was. It was it was very intriguing about how he did morning practices and why he did that and you know his journey and and, and things before he became a coach led to that. So anyway, that was the longest introduction I've probably done in in, in a year. But all right, Coach Scott, introduce yourself and uh, kind of tell people where you coach, kind of your basketball journey, and we'll go from there. First, Coach Collins, thanks for having me here. I'm honored and excited to be a part of this. Uh, I'm Kate Scott, 31 years old from Hayes, Kansas. I teach and coach seventh and eighth grade. Okay, so first of all, two things. First of all, he's a, he has a puppy. I just I was making fun of him before that. But uh, where in Kansas? I always would like to learn new locations. Where in Kansas? So I can't just say Hayes, Kansas, because that's a very small town. Uh, I need to say Northwestern Kansas. Okay. Okay. So how far are you from Kansas? How far are you? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. What's, yeah, the, biggest town? what's the biggest town? Okay. So Wichita is two hours southeast, or southeast of us. We are four hours west of Kansas City. Okay. Smack dab sense. in the middle of Denver and Kansas City. Oh, that's not bad then. I love yeah. Denver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do so, you, you go to Wyoming much? No, not Wyoming, but we do make it to Colorado quite a bit. Yeah, I would think. I love Col- I love Colorado. I love Colorado. Are you a skier? No, but I, I've I've been to Breckenridge in the summer, which is just is great. You know, oh, it is, want- isn't it? it? Don't tell people. Like I tell people, <laughs> the ski hills are a gem in the summer. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I go, oh, go to Bre- it's gorgeous. It's like my my wife and I aren't really skiers, but we love we love that in the um in this in the in the summer but um okay so i got a sense of where you are now okay so okay, nebraska good. yep all right perfect keep going sorry uh, don't so uh <laughs> and and i played basketball from you know five all the way up to my senior year and and it wasn't i would say my my main sport my main sport is football and i never thought of myself i always thought of myself as going to be a teacher and a coach when i was growing up but i never thought of myself as going to be a basketball coach and it be my main coaching gig right no, uh, but but I always liked it and, and always, you know, got to the gym. My, my dad was was a teacher, so he always opened up the gym for me. But again, I never saw myself as uh, it's, I'm telling you, other than the vaccine, us maybe getting vaccines sooner. We don't teachers don't have a lot of fringe benefits. My dad was a teacher, too. And to be able and my God and in middle school, my godfather was the principal. So I had run of the school. And my kid, my kids have had the run of our high. I mean, it's that is a fringe. Oh, it definitely is. So <laughs> my my dad would give me like one free pass a semester if I forgot homework at the school, but he would always open it up for me every day if I needed to get a lift or a shoot around in. <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? I know, I know. It's a, and I I bet that build a relationship with your dad. That's like I I know that with my son. I've seen that. Um, yeah, that's for sure. So when you talk about the journey, I, my dad was was a, my teacher and the athletic director of our district. So I always saw him involved with the with coaching and, and administrating the, the sports side of it. So that's that's one of my future goals as well as to be uh, sports AD uh, somewhere, maybe here. But um, he, so, you know, with my journey, I, I always was around him and saw him uh, being a teacher and a coach. OK. And then what? Where'd you go to school? Then, uh, uh, well, I, I graduated from Victoria, Kansas, which is right outside Hayes. Very, okay. very small town. I had 18 kids in my class. And then I went on to play college football for a year. And, uh, yeah, that was a great experience. I met a lot of guys, uh, some future NFL guys that I played with. 
uh, and then I and then I just focus on college after that. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in elementary education. Again, I knew I was, wanted to be a teacher, but I, I didn't really know I was going to coach. Uh, during the middle of my college career, uh, again, I wasn't playing football at the time. I had an opportunity to coach basketball at the local middle school here. And so I said, basketball, I never thought of myself as a basketball coach, but it was that first door to get me into coaching. And I said, yes, not really knowing what I was going to get myself into. It's like and, the drug dealer. They give you the first taste for free and then they get you hooked. It's and similar. I was hooked on basketball ever <laughs> since that. And I had coached like some, some football along with that too. And that, but in the back of my mind, I was like during the season. And then after the season, I was like, I love coaching basketball. It was just, I wanted to get to the next season so quickly. And I was the I was an assistant coach, you know, coaching the B team. So I hadn't really had a head coaching experience yet until my first teaching job when I graduated college. And the, the principal offered me the, uh, the the junior high boys head coach. And again, it was it was like that hook there. I said, yeah, I, I want in. And so there's my first job as a 22 year old uh, coaching the 17th grade boys basketball at a very small school in Kansas. And so so then so. What is your, what is your, what do you think? Um, I got a couple questions. What do you think your next step is? Do you want to be a high school coach? You said you wanted to be an AD maybe. Yeah. Um, I, won't, I, I won't tell you, I won't tell you to get your head checked to get an AD, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I I don't see myself moving up to high school anytime soon. I, I, my, I have four kids at home, uh, very young kids. So I, I want to be involved as much as I can with their lives. And, yeah. uh, and maybe just stay at the middle school level here. Okay. Who, uh, who are been influ I, I, who's been influential people in your coaching? So like I mentioned before, my dad coached me in multiple sports. And then when I got to that first job and teaching job in Nest city, Kansas, I was around very good and young coaches that, that not only X's and O's, but philosophy on life and sports just, uh, really got me going and thinking about, Okay, we got we can develop players like bigger, stronger, faster, but developing relationships with them is the, was the key thing that that they got me on there. Because being a, a young coach, you're like, oh, we, well, I want to get them good shooters. I want to have good X's and O's. But then they they just helped me realize that we need to build that relationship, or it's not going to work. Right, it's a quick fix rather than a long term. I tell people, yeah. It, it, you want to be the tortoise. <laughs> they win the race. Yeah. Um, so you wrote that Jim, Jim Boone, who I think is, I've had him on my podcast. Unbelievable. Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Two pack line. Yeah. Cause coach Bennett's coach Bennett is number and he coach Boone would probably even say it, but anyway, um, how was he influential? So I, I purchased his online cert, pack line certification course from coach, coach tube. And, uh, yep. He, he not only talked about the pack line, but just other defensive philosophies and just overall basketball philosophies that really I, I started putting into my practices day one this year, uh, just about how uh, motivating players in, in and out of practice and just going from drill to drill and, and uh, just trying to get the best and focusing on details of each individual player. It's, uh, it, it was a, a game changer, I think. Yeah, I mean he's unbelievable. Now you wrote in your thing in your in your um, 
in your pre-interview questionnaire thing that you had great football coaches growing up. Did they, did they influence your basketball coaching? Yeah, I believe so. I've taken some things that my high school football coaches have kind of implemented in their practices and their philosophies um, about just a, a brotherhood building, you know, type relationship with your teammates, like how you need to be there and be accountable for your teammates. Uh, you know, that you learn on the football field, I transfer that to telling my boys that here at the, on the basketball court, I say, we got to play for each other, not, not just for yourself, but playing for each other because overall that that'll help win your games and championships. Right. Um, so uh, let's talk about practicing. How, how do you, how do you structure your practice? I know that was something that we had talked about before we came on air. Um, is there anything? So, so walk me through a typical practice. Okay. So we, uh, we, we practice after school and here in Hayes, there's not very many gyms. So I have the gym to myself with 20 kids for one hour. Okay. So yeah. hold on. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit more for one hour, 20 kids, how many baskets? Six. Okay. And then at the, the last 30 minutes, we share it with the eighth grade. Uh, so you do have a full court, but there's a curtain down the middle of it with three baskets. Okay. And so that's how our, that's how our gym looks. Um, we, we, we have a big school, but we have one gym and that's how it's just going to have to be, I guess. So we do the best with what we have. Right. And, and what so, is that, what does that cause you to do? Cause I think a lot of coaches have this issue. So what that causes me to do is think of how the, how I can utilize those six goals with those 20 kids before the eighth grade comes in. So um, we do a lot of like, like I mentioned in that wildcat, he just uh, some individual skill on those, just getting as many reps as I can before I go and share the gym. Right. So, and shooting drills in where they can get multiple shots in, in a, in a short amount of time, uh, working on closeouts, working on you know, defensive philosophy type stuff boxing out just utilizing that space that we have for the limited amount of time that we have and it's just you and i have an assistant coach yeah oh you do that helps a little yeah, bit right that, yeah um well i i think i think uh coaches uh, coaches are jealous of time so it seems like time is is one of your biggest obstacles yeah so just an hour and a half a day and we're getting into the part of the season now uh, where we have a, about two games a week, two practices a week. So now we're really crunching for that practice time before we head out for a game. Okay, so give me three things at practice that you think are unique or that you do. Uh, so I this was kind of a, a Coach Boone thing, but he, whenever we go to a drill, like I'll explain the drill and then I'll say the drill name, and then they'll repeat the drill name and clap. That way they're, they, they know exactly what they're doing. Or it could be a drill that they know exactly what it is, and I don't have to explain it. So I'll just say, Falcon break, ready. And then they'll say, Falcon break, clap. So it, it, it just kind of – that's their go. Like when, when I say Falcon break, ready, they know exactly how many basketballs they need. It's not just like saying, all right, guys, let's just go to Falcon break. I mean, they are – as soon as they clap, they're hustling to set up the next drill. So, okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. 
usually I mute before I cough. Uh, Falcon break is a specific drill that it, that's kind of irrelevant to the, the question I'm going to ask, but did you, t- did, how do they know Falcon break is the first thing. And then how long does it take for them to actually know it to, to the point where you don't have to explain it to them at that well, level? I don't know. That's why I'm asking yeah. the question. I'm not sure. With seventh graders, I, I introduced Falcon break because that's our mascot. Hayes middle school Falcons. Uh, I introduced that day one because that's a drill. It, it's kind of like a three man weave with a jump shot and the close out. Um, okay. it, it's a day one drill and it's an everyday drill. So I would say we got it down pat after two days. Okay. And you have some everyday drills, which I think is important. I do. Well, I think some. Yeah. So Falcon break is definitely uh, the way that we start the, the, the practice off. It's a five minute fast breaking drill. And I, I like drills that get the, that get multiple reps in, uh, that get the kids moving. They're not standing in line very long. Um, and we always set a goal. So the total number of makes we we shoot or is is the goal. So like for example, uh, eighty five could be the the goal in five minutes. And there, I always put it up on the scoreboard. I always put the time up on the scoreboard. That way they know exactly what they need to focus on, and uh, and to to achieve. Do you use the scoreboard a lot? I use it for every drill, every day. Uh, we that's another I think uh, a, a hidden gem. So we use that scoreboard, and so when they towards the end of a drill, if it's like a shooting drill, or they they got to get a shot off within before it goes zero zero zero. So that way that transfers over to a game when they know that they're in you know crunch mode that they got to get a shot off or or something like that. No, I think that's I mean. Um... Yeah, I, I, I believe that is a, um, a good use of the clock. I know a lot of coaches don't have clocks that they can get access to. Um, so, you know, until we got, I think it was like five or six years ago, until we got our kind of our new system, we, I mean, it was just like, it would have literally taken us 15 minutes to set it up. So now it's like easy. It's, it's, it's wireless and all that. Um, but I recommend that. There's apps and there's ways you can do it. Um but I think what it does is it keeps you on track. Yes, for sure. Because <laughs> I can go off on a tangent. Right. Yeah, so. I've noticed in my virtual teaching that I'm more on track because they, <laughs> I only see my kids a couple of days a week, but um, I, uh, I don't bird walk as much as I used to because, which is again, not building relationship. I feel horrible about it, but it's like, man, I'm just like focused on what I got to get done and get and get, um, get through. Um, so break up the percentages. Like, I mean, do you do a lot of small sided games? Do you do a lot of shooting? Yeah. With that percentages, I was reading a tweet or a thread or it might've been on Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember, but a thread that the coaches were supposed to break down, you know, was it 60, 40 defense offense? What? So I was trying to break that down myself the other day. I'm glad you asked that. So this year, I am focusing a tremendous amount of time on defense. I would say my defense to offense breakdown in practice is 70-30. So we, we really focus on the defense. Um, the small-sided games are included in the offense more so, and then we go over, like, team offense and that, like, again, that 30%. But when we're talking that 70% of defense, it's shell drill, it's um, pack line, the specifics like getting in your gap, getting in the pack, 
some box out drills, some close out drills, just stuff like that. that so you have 20 kids. Do you, all 20 go to every game? Yeah. So with those 20 kids, it's split up with an A and a B team. Okay. And so I'm considered the head coach of the whole team. I have an assistant who like, he, he's the head coach of the B team during the B game. Okay. And so it's 10 and 10. Yep, that's how we have it set up. That's really good, actually. Ten's good. Ten's good at that age level. Yep. Yep. I mean, ideally, ideally at that age level, you'd be at like eight, eight probably. Yeah. Um, but the problem is sickness, injury, reasons they can't. I mean, that's the issue. It's like yeah, you can always count on a kid being gone. So that's actually I should correct. I I, I keep twenty one. Right. There's always a kid gone. Yeah, but you always you, you do you do don't you? You always have some some you know. Somebody sick or somebody, you know, yep. yeah. Somebody's 35th wedding anniversary. It's like, <laughs> or, I don't know. There's always something. Trust me. I know. Um, all right. I love that. Uh, do you think, do you think you have a coaching philosophy at this point in your career? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I would say whether I'm coaching basketball or track, because I, I do assistant track. What 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 do you what do you do in track? Like I I had the best track coaching job I think ever. I just coached discus. Okay, so you know my the Joe Frontier, who's at my um, school, is like the guru in the Midwest of of throwers. I'll look him up. Throw, always- throw far, throw big, throw far. Look it up. It's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Like he's crazy good. Like people come from all over to learn from from Joe. It's been this quarantine thing has been driving him bonkers. But okay. um, throw big, throw far. All right. Really good guy. Um, I mean, yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm the one that helped him get his site up. I said, Joe, you are like a good. You're and talk about a niche. Talk about a niche or a niche. Like throwers are like this small little subcategory. I I always tell them it's like greatest of show, you know, that the dog show thing. You ever see that movie? I said, I didn't even know that world existed. You know, it's like, well, there's a whole throwers world. It's crazy. It is. Um, Yeah. And they're their own, you know, like you you look at a track team and then you you see all the cross country runners and the sprinters. And then you're like, these guys are out for track, the throwers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're part of the track team just as much as the cross-country runners. It's like the offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah. It's the fatties, yeah. man. No one loves the fatties. <laughs> no, and that's what I grew up doing was was throwing discus and javelin and shot put along with being a post in the basketball. So I was that bigger kid that right. just, you know, like you said, had your own world or group that you associate with. And I was really close to – going to college and track but i decided to do football but i've always had a love for track and throwing you'd have had a longer career in track probably i i would have yeah football's a football in college is brute. i mean and the, and the thing with football here's the funny part with football is as you get farther along the the injury can cut 
it, it like a seven-year-old can only hit another seven-year-old so hard but it's it, it it's like getting in a small car accident if you get high <laughs> yeah. enough and it's crazy i yeah, see it, that at my house a lot those uh those wrestling matches with my oh kids. i bet you do how many how, how many boys how many girls oh out of the four kids i have i have three boys and a girl and they're all oh, six. there's your princess so that's fine we can put her over there but oh my goodness yeah. That energy of those. Hopefully, she she comes in and just holds her own. She does Good. when she needs to, but she stays away from that. <laughs> it, it, you ever imagine? Like, have you ever seen those cartoons where there's just dust and like stuff and flying? Like, where yes. cartoon characters get in a fight and all you see is like dust and stuff. Yeah, like, that's my boys all the time. Ah, that's why I'm telling you that I know that's why my parents got us into sports because we had so much energy. It's like we got to yeah. burn some of this off, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's for a fit for somebody 50, it's good because my energy level is still pretty high, really high, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's intriguing. Um, so coaching philosophy, did we answer that? I can't even remember. Well, okay, yeah, after so I said, you know, coaching multiple sports. I feel like the philosophy that I have with my kids is just utilizing that hour or the hour and a half and just, just enjoying the heck out of kids. Um, you know, we may not, and this is what I, this is what I tell my kids, my parents, uh, the, the parents of my players. I say, my overall goal for you is to yes, develop a love of basketball or a love of track and develop the skills. But I want you at the end of the day or at the end of the season, be a good, respectful, a young man or woman and if we can achieve that then i think everything else will follow along because right. then you develop a love of the game and your 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 teammates and your opponents and how to take good coaching and things like that so you don't want to be their last coach yeah right oh that's that's great i, I, I mean I, that's what i tell my youth coaches i say you just do not be this kid's last basketball coach yeah because that means they don't want I mean, someone else might cut them someday, but you you can't be there. And I was saying that to him, and I was saying um, fundamentals, like at that age, even at seventh grade, fundamentals. Now, it's obviously getting more competitive, and you still got to work on fundamentals, and the fun part is still there, but I do it with my guys. But um, is, there a, is there a coaching moment that we could dive into that you've had that might be um, – I call them golden nuggets or, or is there a, one coaching moment that you think we could dive into either a success or a failure that might be interesting to someone listening? Yeah, let's go with this one. This one always stands in the back of my mind because uh, it was, it was March of 2019. So, it, you know, pre COVID things are went, you know, pretty good, I guess, basketball wise. I'm coaching the seventh grade team. We're playing in the championship of our league tournament, and we make it to the we make it all the way to the championship game. And we face the team that we lost by 25 points to a couple weeks before. And I think my guys, there might have been a little, um, you know, a little. They were a little afraid, I think, going into the game. But the way that they just went out and. and didn't care about that. The result that happened a couple weeks before that game just made me so proud as a coach that that we ended up winning that game by two points. And that's the one point in my coaching career that I'll probably say was so far my best win as a coach because they competed. 
is my and guess. It was it was a total difference of com- competitiveness with him. And, um, I, I would say about like 10 or 20% of it had to do with me, but the rest of them was just, you know, those guys just wanting to go out and win and not have happened what happened a couple of weeks ago. And it just, that just was fuel to the fire to my coaching. It's just, I, I love those moments where those, I saw those guys so happy after the game and I said, I'm, I'll, I've never been as proud of the team as I had right there. Yeah, I, I know. Those, I, I always tell people you, you you wrap those up and put them in a drawer somewhere because sometimes you'll have the bad moments too and you got to pull those good ones out. Um, so uh, is there one thing as a young coach you've learned? Yeah, uh, the not as many plays, but to teach them to play. If I could have known that my first well, Say that again and what you mean by that. Okay, so don't teach them as many plays, you know, X's and O's, but teach them how to play with, uh, you know, dribbling skills, how to drive, how to shoot, how to work the ball around, patience on offense. I wish my 22-year-old self would have heard that from me now and because uh, I had some super good athletes that I, I just didn't utilize very much because I hadn't had the experience at the time. I know. I'm telling you. I got my first head job in 97. We were in the state finals in 2004. Probably the best team I've ever coached. Had three Mr. Basketballs on it. And we probably didn't win the finals. Now, Wesley, who plays for the Lakers, now broke his hand in the semis. That had a lot to do with us not winning it. But an older me would have won that game. despite Even with him with a broken hand, I think. Um, so I always feel bad about that because I didn't have, it was my fault. I mean, it was me. I still hold to the day I die that 2014, I will feel we were undefeated and we lost in the finals. It was like, everything was new. Like getting to the state tournament was new. Getting to the finals, everything was new. And it was like, I just, I, it just still, I was like, I don't, I don't wake up with nightmares anymore about it, but uh, it's like, there's something about age and experience that works. Oh, it, that's uh, I I always think about some of those athletes I have. Like, why didn't I do this with this kid? Why didn't I run this with this? Why didn't I set up practices this way? And it just takes time and experience to learn. And I I guess I I can give credit to myself for learning better right. throughout these eight well eleven years that I've been coaching. That right. And that's what I tell the young coach when you don't get that first job. Like I didn't get the first head job I applied for. I shouldn't have gotten that. I wasn't ready for it. That would have been bad. It would have probably set me back rather than put me where I am. Um, Because sometimes you're not, whether you're getting it, the the reality is sometimes you're not getting that job because you're too young. I mean, they can't say that. Yeah. Because it's age discrimination, I believe. I think age discrimination works that way too. But um, it's probably true. So, and it's probably for a reason, and it's not like um, something necessarily bad. Is there one thing you've learned in the last week? Oh, this last week, yeah. yeah. Um, I, this is, I mean, this could be a coaching gym. I think. Okay. I, I had a four-hour bus trip yesterday to a game. Yeah. Well, thank goodness. So how's the how's the uh, cellular in your area? Oh, 
Well, see, this is an extreme southwest southwest Kansas. So we would go in and out of service probably many times. Okay. But here's the thing, you know, I I thought I had everything figured out on these long road trips because I've made the trip before. We're on the border of Oklahoma at this point. Right. And why didn't I call in the pizza order before? Right. That's just one thing that I've learned in the past two, couple of days. I expect the pizza to get there after the game because I don't, my kids, you know, four hours bus trip, they got to have something to eat. Right. So I called the pizza order in after the game and they're like, yeah, it's going to take an hour. I said, no, forget it. We're just going to stop at a convenience store. But you know, that's, I had four hours to call in the pizza order before. <laughs> Why didn't right, I do right. it? And you got to, and the, the thing is, and here's what I tell young coaches, start a notebook, start a Google doc, start something because you're going to get busy, and in six months, you might forget what you just told me. I, I, I yes, because I you I got know. you got family issues, you got home, you got school issues, you got all these things that you got to do, um, and they all play into it. So it's like, yeah, it, it is what it is. Okay, um, let's. Uh, I just got to. I want to make sure I don't. I don't run over here with us. Do you have any superstitions? I yes, I fill out the book. Um, not on the bus because first of all, my handwriting is not very good and it's kind of shaky. So I got to fill it out on my teacher's desk um, with this. And I don't fill it out. I have somebody fill out the same person fill it out. So sometimes it's a student aide, sometimes it's a certain student that I have to fill out. That's what, I don't, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Oh no, I, I think that's a great, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I, um, I've only in 32, 33 years, I've only made, I think it was my second or third year. I made one book mistake one um because and i and i after that one it, you know because I, I didn't have something in the book or that i had the wrong number and the, the other team started i think it was a sophomore coach when that happened and they started with a technical i told myself that day i said that one i double triple quad, i mean i checked that book so many times before i turn it in like i'll fill it out i never fill it out right before the game either i fill it out and then i'll sit on the bench as they're going through and i'll double check it i'll triple check it and it's like Am I starting the right people? And I know it's, um, it is a big thing. Is there one thing you change about the game? Ah, nothing comes to mind right now. I guess, I guess I haven't been in it as long as you got you veterans, you probably have something off the top of your head, but I can't think of something right now that I'd want to change. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to do rapid fire here. Um, I'm just going to ask you different questions and then you're going to, I call it rapid because I'm going to read them. Well, relatively quick. Your answer doesn't necessarily have to be rapid. Um, one, give me one word to describe your ideal player. Tough. Okay. Uh, if you go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to? The NCAA tournament national championship game. It's unbelievable. Took my son two years ago, I guess it was now. When when Virginia or Virginia won, crazy. So I, I'd been I'd been once before. Unbelievable. Um, your um, favorite pregame meal? Oh, some. Uh... We call them protein balls. So either a mom on the team has made some, or my mom will make some. It's a conglomeration of like oatmeal, protein powder, uh, raisins, or cranberries. Pro yeah, it, they're great for the players and for coaches. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing you do to relax? Believe it or not, exercise. 
because after after I get that exercise in, I feel in my best state of mind. Um, do you have any superstitions? Oh, you, we already talked about that one. That's on my list. Senior moment. Sorry. One coaching technique you consider important. Relationships. Building the relationships with the players. Okay. Describe your perfect player in five words. This always, always gets everybody. Yes. I can write it down right now. Um, always accountable and takes coaching. Uh I always do that one because in the middle, it throws everybody. Uh, best basketball player you have seen in person? Well, I've been to some KU games. So, Monte Graham plays for the Hornets now. But he was almost the, the Wooden Award winner uh, his, for KU. So, I'd say Devontae Graham. Okay. Best best basketball player of all time? LeBron James. Uh, most? Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to ask you that one. Uh, teach one, one skill. If you could only teach one basketball skill, what would you teach? On ball, deep. Shot clock, yes or no? No, not at my level. One thing helped you become a better basketball coach? Uh, social media, you know, websites like yours, Twitter, Facebook groups, just overall social media, connecting the coaches. I'm telling you, I, I wish I'd have had it in my 20s. Uh, best game you've seen in person? I was about 10 years old in my high, my high school team. <laughs> Lost, I think, in overtime or double overtime um, to go to state. It just brings, it's just, it's one of those things that always sticks out in my mind. Okay, favorite quote or saying? Can't practice soft and expect to play hard. It's right behind me right now. <laughs> I love that. Uh, quarters or halves? Quarters. Uh, one word to describe your coaching style? Demanding, like, the, I mean, expecting and demanding excellence. Okay. Uh, best basketball coach of all time? I'm a, I'm a Bill Self fan right now. He's the, that's the first vote for Bill Self. I can I, tell you that. I know. I I just I I just like how he does the stuff, man. Okay, well, it's it's your call. Uh, best team of all time. The, the Virginia. Okay, so the Virginia team after they lost that first round NCAA team, they come back and win the next year. So it would have been 2019 Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Um, jump ball. Keep it or get rid of. Well, this year we're starting out with no jump ball, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure why we have it. I'm telling you, I'm on a soapbox about this stupid thing. They're horrible at throwing it up to start the game anyway. Yeah. So let's let's just keep getting rid of it because I've started out this year running a set play. Right. Here's my theory. Visiting team gets the ball. That's how we've done it here. We're let's go. Yep. Should be it should just be it should the NFHS should just change the damn rule. The the accountant who's officiating your game. Has has made three toss ups in the last month. They're horrible. Anyway, that's my that's my I'm I'm gonna eventually get in front of the right person and convince them to to get that moving forward. One book you'd recommend? Well, you're gonna go with uh, I, I I it's a great book. Uh, is a coaching moment like it's a memoir of a former football coach here at Fort A State University. He just talked about some memories that he had, and I can't remember the guy's name, but Anyway, okay. it just taught me how to deal with certain coaching moments and, and experiences like that. Okay, last, last question I have to ask is one bit of advice. With what's going on here in 2020 and 2021, just taking every day um, and, and giving it the best that you have, whether it's the 90-minute practice, the 24-minute the game that we have, uh, just taking every day like it's your last I love that. I mean, I, I tell everybody, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The kids are going to be okay. We're not sending them to the beaches of Normandy. It sucks. I get it. We'll be okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> get That's on the other cool. side of this. Actually, talking to a history teacher here, I can always pull that quote out there. 
Right. I know. All right. Thanks. I really appreciate it, Coach. This was awesome. Wow. This is such an honor and a great experience that I had. I can always learn from you. I appreciate all the stuff that you put on your website and your daily emails. I, I I, well, I know. <laughs> I know. My wife is always wondering what I'm doing in my in my studio in my office. So now now I have some I have some verification. So have a You're great day. Young coaches like me, that's what you're doing. I'm, I'm hoping. Hey everybody, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.